0: And um, so forgive my, uh, the way I looked this morning, uh, not really prepared, but I just back there and the Lord just said, go ahead and, and and for a few minutes, I want to, I want to talk about something that's just, it's still on my heart. I love that Rabbi Jesus. Amen. Uh, Yesterday, we were um, down the chiropractor and um, to see if they could help a little bit. And a guy called in an oriental man. And um, so he's he just, I noticed he just, he just got his hand on my back, and he's standing there talking to Kay. And uh, pretty soon they start talking about the Lord. And he's a hes a pastor, I think, right, Kay? Uh, an Asian church in, in Owasso, and they're building a church. And he's still just got his hand on my back, man, feeling really good. You know, he just had his hand on my back. And he said, just the anointing. He said, just the anointing coming down on there and uh, then he you know did a few things and pop whatever and uh, we just we just rejoice i know that the lord is the healer and uh, when he um he puts an anointing on us we're going to be healed we're going to be healed going to be whole so bless the lord amen um i heard a uh, probably a month ago now i listened uh, to a message and <clears throat> We've said a lot about Bethel Church and Bill Johnson and all that thing. Well, um, his his wife died. What's her name? Benny. Just passed away, uh, I think, three or four weeks ago. In his first sermon back, and I said, I, I'm, I'm going to listen to that. And actually had such a great thought. Um, they're still, you know, are going to launch out the World Ride Revival and all that thing. I mean, they haven't put that away, but. But he said God challenged him in this hour. Because in the moment, the, the moments are fleeting in our life. And if we let the moment go by that we didn't praise the Lord and thank the Lord in that moment. And so it was a really good thought. He said, I'm, he's crying while he's preaching. He's upset. But he said, I know that God is still the God of this moment. And that really touched my heart. That really touched my heart. I believe that. And so I'm down a little bit here this morning, but hey, i just take the moment and we're going to do what we can do. We're going to bless the Lord and we're going to praise his name. I'm going to lift up the rabbi Jesus. I was laying there yesterday just saying, Lord, rabbi, I know, I, I know I'm know, i in your group. I'm just one of your servants. I just wanted you to reach down and touch me and and uh, and so God is doing that. Amen. Thank you for your prayers. God bless you. So I'll make it all about me this morning. Would you go to? Uh, John, the first chapter and the 17th verse. And uh, last week we were talking about the kingdom, the new kingdom, not the old kingdom, the new kingdom. That the old kingdom was going to pass away. Jesus said, I leave your house desolate. Um, I don't have any use to go back there. This church is not going back there. We're not going back to Davidic worship. And, and we love David. We might sing some of his songs, but we're not going back to a tabernacle temple time. We're just not doing that. Uh, we're not going back to, to old kings and 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 rulers and judges and, and those kind of things in, in an old system. But Jesus, what he had done was developed a new form of a system. And uh, so I talked about that last week a little bit. I want to just go over that a little bit more and if you'd read these two verses with me for the law was given by Moses but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ go to the next verse too no man has seen God at any time the only begotten son which is in the bosom of the father he hath Declared, not him, but he hath declared. He is the ex Jesus in the Greek. He is the declaration of God. He's not just declaring God; he's the declaration of uh, declaration of God Himself. And he will explain everything there is to know about God. In fact, you're not coming proston patera. You're not coming into the presence of God, if not through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no other access, no other door. Jesus, we just we just give you praise this morning. A few things on my heart, Lord, that I'd like to deliver this morning. I pray that you would just touch. And Lord, just give us strength and, and anointing, wisdom to do this, Lord, and to bless to encourage our people, Lord, your body, your servants, we pray in your name, Jesus, Yeshua, Rabbi. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. If we look at Moses for a little bit, Moses is the hero of the Old Testament. The Jews, the Pharisees, Sadducees, they point to Moses. Everything in their life is about Moses. Of course, Moses writes the first five books and of the, of the Old Testament creation. And again, if we can go there on the mountain where Moses was, he sees the, 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 uh, the, the move of God and he asks, Can I see your glory? And what God does is shows him the hind parts. And I heard probably for a first or second time the other day, a man preaching that, that got this. Moses didn't see God's physical hind end. That, that's not what happened. Moses saw the back parts. He saw creation. That's why he could write creation. That's why he in that mountain God exposed to him that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And he began to write and write those things that God showed him. One of the things that was said there by, by God was that I will show you my past or hind parts, but I will not show you my face. Everybody remember that? And, and so we're all wondering, you know, why couldn't, you know, what is this that, that God would physically pass in front of him and show just back parts, but but he wouldn't turn around and see Moses, and Moses couldn't see his face. But it wasn't about that at all. Moses did not see any part of God physically at all. No man has seen God at any time. The Son. It's the Son who is the declaration, physical of the spiritual God. So if you're going to see God, you'll see the Son. If you don't see the Son, you don't see God. And we said, well, when I get to heaven, it's going to be great. You know, I'm going to have Jesus introduce me to the Father. No, I don't think you're going to see a Father. What you're going to see is the physical manifestation of God in the flesh. And that is still the Son. The rabbi Yeshua is still in a bodily form. The only bodily form of God. The only way that God will ever be seen. And so if we look at, at Moses now and his importance in the Old Testament an Old Kingdom is established upon the strength of Moses, his laws, Moses' writings about Moses, the man of God, Moses who built the tabernacle, Moses who wrote the Pentateuch. It was Moses who led the people out of Egypt to Israel. But even in that, Moses doesn't get to enter into the land of Israel. And I believe God has a purpose in this. I mean, he said, well, Moses made some mistakes. He hit the rock twice. He was a little disobedient. But I think God could have forgiven him of that. Amen? Moses now gets to Nemo. Nope, Nebo. Nemo's the little other guy. Gets to Mount Nebo. He will die and God will take him from Mount Nebo. Never seen setting foot into the promised land. I don't know if you've seen, you might want to go home and look at it, but from Mount Nebo. There's set up there a, a little directional, um, sort of a metal, I don't know what you'd call it, guide. That if you're standing on Mount Nebo, you can see every place, every event. You can see where Jerusalem is. You can see where the towns are. You can see the valleys. You can see the mountain. Because on Nebo, you can see it all. And so Moses got to see where it was. He just didn't get to enter in. So what's so interesting about this, and and Dustin asked the other night this question, it made me start thinking again. Well, Pastor, why on Mount Transfiguration, can we go up to Mount Transfiguration for a minute, an exceeding very high mountain, and the Lord takes Peter, James, and John with him. They go up to a high mountain, and there he is transfigured before them. His clothes are shining as white. Uh, radiance is coming from him. If we connect that into the book of Hebrews, we know what the apagosma or, or the light is not from somewhere else. He's not mirroring the light. He is the light. And it is flowing from him. They, they are just so amazed. And yes, they admittedly, they did go to sleep for a little bit. Uh, but when they awoke, what they saw absolutely shock them, it stunned them. Here is Jesus, here is Elijah, and here is Moses. And they are real spirits. They are whatever that spirit house afterlife is. They came up out of paradise. God summoned them up to be on Mount Transfiguration with Jesus. They weren't just there as sort of a ghost, but that was what they, whatever they are physically, in paradise. Jesus talked about paradise and the rich man and and the man that was a rich man in hell and a beggar in paradise. Some sort of a body, some sort of a spirit form. God summons them up out of that resting place of paradise. And they will stand upon that mountain, and on that mountain, they will see the glory of God. Moses wanted to see it on Sinai, but it wasn't time. It wasn't, God had not revealed, he could not see his face. But as Paul told us in the book of Corinthians, that we see the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so God summons up Elijah, the old representation of the prophets he summons up Moses in the representation of the law and so the law and Moses and Elijah and all the prophetic of the Old Testament are standing there and suddenly a voice comes out of heaven and said this is my beloved son hear him I see it this great switch off Handoff of an old covenant to a new kingdom. Former things are going to pass away, but all things are going to become new. Can I quote that scripture to you in another sense? If any man be in Christ, if we go into his kingdom, former things are passed away. Moses, the law, the system of Judaism and their culture, their governments, it passes away and all things become new because they are in Christ. Can you say amen? Do you see the kingdom? There's a split. What's this Mount Transfiguration thing all about? So the three main apostles of the new church. We'll definitely see that Jesus' word supersedes all other things. The new kingdom is above all other things. And that God has decided that that will pass away, but the new kingdom will be upon us. Here again, pray in this manner. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. The kingdom was not there that God had designed. Can you say amen? But that kingdom will come. And so putting away most, do we look at the law of Moses? Is the law of Moses good for us? A lot of people live under the law of Moses. Uh, let me just take, we had some uh, Seventh-day Adventist neighbors, wonderful good people. And I believe they love the Lord in, in how much they could. They're locked into the law. We are under the law of liberty in Christ Jesus. The law is good. Elijah and Moses were the bus drivers that brought it up to Christ, but now the glory of God is in the face of Jesus Christ. And so what we see is different. What we feel is different. It's not an old kingdom, an old thing, and we know that it was a theocracy. but. But they went further than that. They had to have kings. God said, why do you want kings when, when you've got me? But yet they wanted a king, and God gave them Saul, and then God raised up David and, and tried to bring righteousness into them. But, but really that was a failure as a kingdom. But the kingdom that would come. Isaiah said it this way, And of his government and of his reign there shall be no end. We're in the final kingdom. It doesn't go any further than this. Let me give you one example. And I was reading this and kind of studying this. It kind of shocked me a little bit. And so for you and those that that like to to, to really get into some things in the scripture you don't understand, let me just get this to you. In the 19th chapter of Matthew, the Pharisees came to Jesus again to accuse him. He's the rabbi. They come. Asking him as a rabbi, teacher, rabbi, is it right to divorce for every cause? That's what they had been doing. For you ladies, this isn't really a good deal. They would marry, and if they found any cause that they didn't want that woman, they would write to her a bill of divorcement stating why they didn't want to be married to this woman, give that to the priesthood or whoever, and they were legally divorced. This was a practice of the Jews. Again, I'm telling you, the Jews, the Jews at Jesus' time were so far away from God, that's why he said, with your lips you honor me, but with your actions you you don't know God. Master, Rabbi, teacher, let's ask you, can, We divorce our wives for any cause. And Jesus began to to explain to them. He says, in the beginning, God brought a man and a woman together as husband and wife. And by the way, that's still the only formula. We're not going any further than that. Because then Jesus said, No, he says, He says, but because of the hard-heartedness, Moses gave you an exception to what God had laid down. Now, this kind of scared me a little bit. Moses gave them something that God didn't give them. In the beginning, Jesus said, it was not so. But because of the hard-heartedness that you have, Moses allowed you to bring on a bill of divorcement. And we're going to find this in the Scripture many, many times. But Jesus said, but I say unto you. See, I know Moses had a lot of things. I know the Old Testament was good. I know the Ten Commandments. I know all that. But I'm not serving Moses and he's not my rabbi. And I'm not serving Elijah and the prophets are not my rabbi. But my rabbi said, but I say unto you that if you divorce your wife for any other cause than fornication or sexual misconduct then I tell you that you are committing adultery. So these men standing there have probably done this practice because they believed that Moses told them they could. Now, now, look at this. So is Moses wrong in what he said? I don't know. Maybe by permission, God, do you know that Paul said some things? God has given me permission to say this. He said, I say this not by anointing, not by inspiration of Scripture, but I say this by a privilege that God has given me to say it. And thank you, Brother Dustin. I want to listen to Paul. There's some weight there. Can you say amen? So even if it wasn't a per, thus saith the Lord, Paul has such wisdom and understanding and weighty authority that I'm going to listen to that. So Moses had some weighty authority. And God allowed him to give them this building. But Jesus said, but I say unto you, and I'm going to listen to the Lord. Can can the congregation say amen? I love Moses. I read the Old Testament. I love it. If there is any kind of conflict between old and new, I stand with Rabbi Jesus. I don't understand all the prophecies of the Old Testament, but I do understand the ones that talk about Him. There were a lot of things that talked about the nation. There was a lot of things that talked about captivity and deliverance, and, and, and I agree with all that, but but what I really bear witness with is when it talks about the Lord. Can you say amen? Now I'm about ready to quit. I'm having a little trouble standing up, so, so I'm going to turn it over to you in just a second. How long have I been? Anybody know? Fifteen minutes? 15 minutes. That's it. That's what I said. By permission. The Lord, give me 15 minutes, sir. In the beginning, it was not so. Now, I want to take you where the church is right now, and I'm going to say this. There's a lot of things going on in church, there's, there's a lot of modifications been made. There is a lot of ideas that have been incorporated in, especially into denominational truth, organiz- organizational stuff, have incorporated and brought on things that were not there in the beginning. So may I encourage the church, don't go with what's been modified because of the hard-heartedness of people's hearts. We're going to stand in the beginnings. We're going to stand where the Lord stood in the beginnings. And so we go back to the early church. We go back to the teachings of Jesus. We go back to the teachings of the original apostles. I'm not going with the apostles of this day if their word conflicts with Rabbi Jesus. So we're going to stay with him. Amen. What a beautiful kingdom. What a beautiful kingdom. I just wanted to encourage you in that. Pastor Rodney, would you come?